It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Well, welcome back to Beyond the Building. I'm Debbie Kiever and Laura Pereno. We are here, first of all, to say Happy Almost New Year. It has been quite a journey this year, Laura, right? A year ago, if you had told us um, that podcasting would be done over a Zoom platform in different states and all the things that we've learned, we, we could never have seen this year coming. But as we are wrapping up November and December, we've been focusing on the armor of God and the battles that we are in every day because we have... Uh, linked our name with Jesus Christ, right? We put ourselves in a place where the enemy targets us. We're going to be in a battle. And I don't know if you have experienced this at all this year, but I would call it battle fatigue. Mm-hmm. You know, where there's just times where you just go, oh, could it just be easier today? Yep. You know, just have a little bit of a reprieve. Uh, and there are times, right? There are times that things settle down. But for so many people, this has been an incredibly hard, hard year. And I think it's ironic how we go to bed on the 31st and we think we'll wake up on the 1st and everything is new mm-hmm. until we find out that it's not. Yep. And uh, we need to have some understanding about uh, battle fatigue. And we under need to understand that everything that God has declared to be true about us is still true. Amen. And one of the things that we're going to be talking about today is that identity that's declared by him in us that we are more than conquerors. Amen. Uh, We're wrapping this uh, final part of the armor of God in with a combined Christmas devotional. I love to think of the fact that in the manger on that quiet Christmas night, right? We in Bethlehem in the, in the little stable, a conqueror was, was brought from heaven to earth. Amen. He looked different. He looked different than what the people were expecting to see. But he was a conqueror, no less, and he came from heaven to earth ultimately so that he could bring us in a relationship with himself and that we, too, can bear that name as more than a conqueror. Now, for you and for me, as we have had some times where uh, we just get tired and we want to lay our armor down, we want to sit back and just kind of, can we just watch Hallmark channels and not think about reality, <laughs> right? That's right. very tempting. But right. the, and the enemy is waiting for us to let our guard down. He's waiting for us to put the armor down. It's those times where there's some fatigue that sets in. We need to step back and need to refocus on who has he called me to be? Mm-hmm. You know, how has he uh, defined me? And the big piece that we're going to be looking at today in this Christmas devotional is that the conqueror has come so that we can be more than conquerors in these battles that we endure. Amen, Deb. I love that you say that in the manger was born a conqueror. You know, life uh, in this year certainly hasn't looked the way we expected it to, and life at that moment certainly didn't look the way they expected it to as well. And I think even the Christmas story just gives us perspective on the fact that God's ways are not our ways, right? And his ways are higher and we can't always judge or base things on the way they look around us. We have to know that God is working in every detail, even when it seems that it's not a detail that we would have chosen on our own. 
I am excited. And honestly, every time we do a podcast episode, we we turn off the stop button and I think, wow, that was my favorite. And I have to think, honestly, that the Armor of God series that we have been talking about really has been my favorite series that we've done so far, of course, up to today, uh, because it has just re- given me a reminder of the principles that I need to stand on every day as I'm walking this road into this next year, just like we all do. We're going to look at Romans 8 today, and you know we've looked at all of the pieces of armor. We've looked at this gift that God has given us in um, armor that guards us and protects us, this gift that God has given us in an offensive weapon, the Word of God. He has given us this gift, and he's given us, obviously, the gift of Jesus here at Christmas time. Romans 8 is a powerful, powerful passage. In fact, many of us quote it, uh, different parts of it at different seasons in our lives. But it starts out by Paul uh, references or reminds the people that he's talking to that, you know, who we are in Christ means that we have no condemnation. The sin that we have uh, struggled with or born been born into, it has no power over us. And then he goes into verse 31 where he says, what then shall we say in response to all of these things? So Paul is saying, here's the good news. You're a believer. You're a Christian. There's no condemnation over your life because you are in Christ. So what are we going to say in response to all of these things? That really is the context of this passage. But I can't help but think to myself, what about the armor of God? We have been given all of these tools that we need in order to stand successfully in any battle. And I almost think that after you talk about all of these things that we put on, we could also say then, right, in verse 31, well, what then shall we say in response to all these things? You know, if God has given us everything we need to put on in order to stand in victory, what are we going to say? What are we going to do about it? And it says next, if God is for us, who can be against us? And I know we quote this a lot of times and relating it back to the Christmas story is an interesting place to be. But, you know, when you think back to the manger, when you think back about Jesus coming, you know, as as a human, as a baby into a manger, and then to say, if God is for us, who can be against us? Like if he did that for us, what can stand against us? It's almost like I want to say to myself, like, Laura, do you get it in the battles that you fight? Uh, God is for you. So it doesn't really matter about all the things that seem to be against you. God is for you. Get that perspective. Who can be against you? Sometimes we have to not just quote it, but kind of look back on it and say, do I get it? Am I living the reality of that situation? If he did that, if he came all the way, gave up the throne for the manger, if he gave up heaven for, you know, that moment in order to walk our broken road, if that God is for me, then who can really be against me? And Deb, I know there are so many things that are against us or look like they're against us right now. They're like different battlefields. Yeah. And the same principle that he's for you, not against you, applies to the the specific battlefields that you're in. I mean, let's brainstorm a minute. I think of uh, this global pandemic is a battlefield, not only for people's health, but how are you processing the anxiety that goes along with it? That would be an example of a battlefield. Yeah, and it's interesting because one battlefield sometimes leads to another battlefield, mm-hmm. right? I mean, this battlefield of, of the pandemic has led to battlefields with jobs and finances and, and things like you even opened this podcast up that just have exhausted us. 
you know, not even just talking about the emotional um, stuff that comes along with a job change or a financial change, but then, you know, it's the holidays. What do our finances look like? There are so many things that have changed in our lives. We do feel an exhaustion that comes with this. And yet in these battlegrounds that we face, regardless of the battle, we can know that he is still for us. And so even these things that look like they are against us, that feel like they are against us, who can really be against us, right? We're, we're in a different mindset than the, the battles that the world faces. We are in a completely different place. I think another large one is the emotional and the mental health of our nation. Mm-hmm. I think of, I mean, this is anxiety for a little bit of time. People could handle that, but when it's prolonged, yep. you know, it, it takes a toll. I also, yep. you know, in, in our household here, um, my kids and my husband to an extent have struggled over the years with some of that seasonal affective disorder. Mm-hmm. So the idea of uh, hibernating for the winter is not the best feeling for folks yes. in my house. Yes. You know, yes. we've bought the lamps over the years yeah, to yeah, yeah. try to get us through that. <laughs> But for folks who are saying, okay, so I have to be quarantined, at least I can walk outside. Yes. And now they're looking, anticipating some long winter months. Um, that is an emotional and mental battlefield yep. for where's your health going to be? How are you yep. going to conquer that? And that can become overwhelming when you're going into that season tired. Yes. Already. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, one of the reasons Jesus came is so, you know, we can live above that season of tired, we can live above that place of exhaustion. It's almost like even these battles, we can't, uh, saying that God is for us and nothing can be against us, no weapon formed against us is going to prosper. It's not just, it's not denial that there are struggles. And this Christmas, we certainly can't deny that there are struggles in our world, but it's understanding how to live victoriously in the struggles when we're tired, when all these things are coming against us, how to live the correct way. And praise God, if we didn't have a Savior who left heaven momentarily to come to this earth, we would not be able to say that we are more than conquerors, which is where we're going here in this passage. I love how it continues on in verse 32. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for all of us. How then will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It's like he's saying, how dare you? Mm. How dare you make a, a charge against God's God's chosen people? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? Nobody. Christ Jesus, who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God, and he's also interceding for us. Amen. I mean, think about that. The conqueror, Jesus Christ, is at the right hand of the Father, continually cheering and interceding for us amen he's amen. in our he's in our is in our court i mean he's not only lives inside of us but he is on our side crying out constantly for god to move and and work powerfully in our lives that's right and that's really the christmas story what you just read verse 32 he didn't spare his own son he gave right christmas is the all gift. about giving and he will also give us all things things, which means the peace and the rest and the joy that we need as we go through each of these battles. Verse 35 goes on to talk about the love of Christ, which of course we know that Christmas is all because of love, right? 
Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, okay, 2020, or hardship, <laughs> 2020, or persecution, 2020, 2020. Right? <laughs> or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? All of these things can be related to something that has gone on in this year in our lives. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Any of these things that we have experienced in 2020? Mm, no. 36 says, as it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. You know, when you are operating in love, Deb, you operate in some crazy, amazing ways. Love drives us to do things that we may not have done otherwise, gives us strength to do the things that we may not have been able to do on our own. Love was what brought Jesus to earth and love is what kept him on the cross. Amen. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't a Roman soldier who had the call the shots on that. It was love that, that forgave from the cross. Amen. Not just, not just hung on the cross, but love that forgave from the cross. And I think of the mother that, um, out of this extreme love for her child has this supernatural strength to lift a car off of a child. Like, how did you do that? I have no idea, you know, but it's coming out of the place of love. Love is that the fuel for that strength that you need. And so you can be tired in a battle, but as you just focus on God, your love that can never escape me, your presence here in my life, nothing will ever separate me from your love, regardless if I'm feeling it or not. That's right. Your love is still there. I can hang in here because you hung in there. That's right. That's right. And I love this. It's, you know, sometimes we take these verses by themselves and we don't see the the power that comes when they're together. You know, it says, can anything separate us from the love of Christ? None of these things that we just listed, because in all of these things, we are more than conquerors. What does that mean? That means more than conquerors cannot be separated from the love of Christ. (laughs) That's pretty awesome. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him. What? Who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Christmas story is all a story of love, and we cannot be separated by the tr- from the truth of that love because we are more than conquerors, which really is where we are focused today. One of the things we've talked about as we've talked about the armor of God is that we stand in a place of victory, right? We stand completely ready and equipped to stand against the enemy and to keep on standing. But this passage tells us that when we tie those two things together, we aren't just standing as a conqueror. We aren't just standing as someone who knows we are going to win the battle. I mean, that is big enough. And yes, we do know we are going to win the battle. We do know the battle is already won. But Paul uses this word more than conquerors. He could have said, no, in all of these things, you're going to conquer or you are a conqueror. Mm -hmm. But he says more than a conqueror. You know, you have to look at why words are in the Bible. And I absolutely love the word that is used here for more than a conqueror in the Greek. If you take the word more than a conqueror or the phrase apart, it's actually in the... um, in the Greek, it's one word. It's hyper nikos or nikos. I'm sure I'm saying it incorrectly, but hyper nikos, let's call it that. And so hyper means uh, it's like a power filled word that means it is over the top. It's whatever is going to come after it 
uh, makes it greater and stronger and bigger and more defined. And we could, of course, even use the word beyond that does uh, come into the definition there. But anytime you use the word hyper, it's taking it to the the next extent. You know, you can think about things in our lives, right? Uh, a hyperextension of your elbow means your elbow is going away. It should not go. Uh, anytime you put the word hyper in our life before a word, it means you're taking it to the max. You're taking it to the next extent. That word nikos is just like the word Nike, and it means to defeat or overcome or win or take a victory with an overwhelming prevailing force. Okay, so Nike is already a pretty powerful word. It means overcomers, right? Then you put hyper in front of it and you, Paul is going, do you get it? Which is kind of where we just were with a, a verse a couple of seconds ago. Do you get who you are? Mm-hmm. You are not just someone who is going to prevail abundantly, triumphantly, gloriously. You are not someone who's just going to take over. You are going to prevail by a greater, higher, better than, superior to, incomparable, unsurpassed, unequaled, unrivaled way when you are standing in the armor of God. That's why Jesus came so that we didn't have to just live life just getting by. He came so that we can be more than better, superior conquerors. Why? Because of Jesus Christ, our Lord. There are four levels I would I would kind of play with some words in terms of a conqueror. And I see it. I see it in my life at different seasons. I definitely see it in those around me. And let's say the first level is that person that really grasps what God has said, that they are more than a conqueror. And then just below that is someone who goes, yeah, I'm a conqueror. Mm. You know, kind of like I I won the football game by three points, not the more than a conqueror as I smoked them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I blew them out of the water. And then you've got the person that goes, ah, I lose more than I win. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm less than a conqueror. And then you've got the person that I think has not battled correctly and they're barely conquering. Yep. yep. And so, and that, this is all Christian. Yep. This is all somebody who has the full presence of God living in them, but it's how do you identify? Are you seeing yourself as he says that you are as yep. more than a conqueror, a decisively winning against against the lies and against the anxieties and what's what's what has that upper hand with you it's whatever you've given authority to by what you're focusing and what you're thinking on so i i find that interesting when you're like this hyper nikos it's yeah it's like am i seeing myself as he has declared me to be it's four different levels and you know jesus he did things so differently than what mankind was used to they were so um, used to being conquered. They, that was their identity. I mean, these were the Jewish people that for for so many years had only identified as being uh, in exile someplace. You know, they may have been called God's chosen people, but after all those years of exile and then honestly 400 years of feeling like God was silent between your Old Testament and your New Testament, how are you feeling like a conqueror? How are you feeling like a chosen beloved one of God they they were struggling and so they're crying out for God to show up in a big way as a messiah they were looking for a messiah but they were looking for a conqueror to defeat Rome and to set up his own kingdom and really the conqueror who came and was born in a manger 
he was coming with a whole different kingdom, a whole different kind of battle. It wasn't going to be against flesh and blood, but against a, a principalities and powers, spiritual world against sin. So Jesus, he shows up as the conqueror in a manger and the very people who have been waiting and looking and crying out for him for years, mm. they missed him. Mm, it's so interesting because they certainly had never felt like they were conquerors. You know, they always felt defeated. But the picture that they saw of what a conqueror should look like was an earthly, they had only been conquered, right, by the Romans, these people. They had Rome over them as their conqueror. And so their perspective on what it should look like to be a conqueror lined up with what Rome was doing toward them. And I think maybe this even goes back to the helmet of salvation. Uh, The lies that we believe we try to emulate or look for the things around us that are equal to what we see, if that makes sense. And so here, when they're looking for a conqueror, they're certainly looking for someone that looks like a Roman soldier, someone who is going to conquer in the same way. Maybe this all goes back to the fact that even Jesus being more than a conqueror did not look like an earthly conqueror. (laughs) And so these people who had never experienced uh, being conquerors before were looking for someone on their side that looked like the one who was against them from the beginning. And so what do we even see in in the New Testament story of the birth of Christ? You know, we go to plays, we see um, how they responded to Rome. They were trying to conquer the ones who had conquered them, but they had no weapons in order to do it. And so they ran around uh, trying to do things that would trip Rome up just kind of on their own strength. And Maybe we do that too when we are trying to be a conqueror and we're trying to conquer things in the way the world conquers things. We're going to find ourselves in tailspins. We're going to find ourselves uh, frustrated, exhausted, and doing things we shouldn't do that are only going to lead to further conquering of us. You know, it's just interesting, really, when you think about the fact that Jesus was from a different kingdom, he operated in a different way, and yet these people had only experienced one kingdom. And so they expected their conqueror to be the same as the kingdom that had conquered them. There's a lot to that, Debbie. There's (laughs) there's a whole lot that could go. Yeah, totally. When we think about the things that we allow to conquer us, sometimes we try to defeat those things in the same way that the things that have conquered us have conquered us. And yet we're from a different kingdom too, and we are to be doing things differently. Um, Yeah, what a perspective. The Christmas story just really turns everything upside down, doesn't it? God's kingdom is is opposite, opposite everything that the world's kingdom is all about. And so, um, yeah, these people who had never experienced or understood what it meant to be a conqueror, they were still not going to experience what they thought it was going to mean or what it was going to look like. And you watch how Jesus grows up and he begins his ministry in his 30s. He spoke so much about the kingdom of God and, and it was like speaking another language right? It was a whole different language for this Jewish uh, population, but he modeled it. He lived it. He lived a radical, loving life that was changing lives. That's where Mm. people were coming out of prostitution. They were coming out of 
um, the occult, you know, like with the witchcraft, they were coming out of pride. They were coming out of despair. And, and why? Because he forgave. Mm -hmm. He turned another cheek because mm -hmm. he provided, you know, he's telling you to love and pray and mm -hmm. do good to your enemy. I mean, who does that in that mm -hmm. Roman kingdom? Mm -hmm. So this kingdom mindset that is an, a spiritual kingdom was radically different. And, and I think we need to get back to what is the battle really about mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for our for our lives for our sphere of influence where is the battle really raging it comes back mm -hmm. to the first lesson we did on the armor it's a battle with an unseen enemy and mm -hmm. it's not the person in front of you mm -hmm. you know it's the enemy so i i'd love to like as we just start wrapping this up what are some of the different perspectives that we need to take a look at it this christmas what does being more than a conqueror look like <laughs> this christmas yeah yeah well it's it's interesting because when you're thinking about jesus being more than a conqueror and of course he is the belt of truth and he is the breastplate of righteousness but you know he has he is our salvation he is the armor that we put on um he is the conqueror and yet deb how many times in the bible do we see him um serving you oh, know absolutely so here's the conqueror who is serving. I, I wonder if the Israelites at that time had ever seen someone who had conquered them serving them. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's interesting. Uh, I, I think this year is going to look a lot different, obviously for a lot of reasons, but I wonder if for us, um, things can look a little different too. Like if we are really suited up and we are really more than a conquerors, if we have this all surpassing power inside of us, um, thinking about the fact that Jesus was a conqueror who was a servant how do we serve this year, you know, in a, in a different season? What does it look like to serve people? I know, Deb, you always have a house full of people. Not this <laughs> you know, year. No, this year is going to look different. But all the lives that you touch through that house full of people, it used to look, serving looked one way. How does serving those same people or more people this year um, look in your household? You it's know, in going to It has to look different because the environment yeah. is different. Yeah, it is interesting, though, isn't it? Uh, how don't you feel like the kingdom of God has been expanding at an increasing rate this year because yes. so much has been having to go to virtual and um, and getting the word out there in different ways? I wonder if it's also going to be an opportunity for us, those of us. I, I always cook for everybody, too. Are we going to be able to impact more people this year for the kingdom because we're not contained to our four walls anymore. I wonder if there's going to be a greater increase of spreading the good news of Jesus' birth this year because of the weapon. And I don't mean the weapon that's formed against us in that way, you know what I'm saying? But because of the hard time or the trial that we're going through, um, could this be an opportunity to serve more people? You know, Jesus here was here to serve. What does serving at Christmas 2020 look like for us this year? I think that's one uh, great perspective. You know, one of the ways he conquered was through forgiveness. Mm -hmm. I think that's a big piece. Mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, a lot of times when there's relationships, particularly in family or close friends, that there's been some rifts over the years. You can hide the rifts amidst a busy household of entertaining. So now you're stripping away the uh, the extra sauce of Christmas, right? Mm -hmm. the, uh, the pomp and circumstance, if you want to say it that way. And instead, you're looking at forgiving the people that are right in front of you. 
Yes. You're having to forgive the family members that you can't get away from, right? Yes, right. And, uh, or just, you know, just those relationships that are being, the issues being forced. I need to be able to communicate. Right. And Jesus's different kingdom mindset said, you want to conquer um, division in your family? Yep. Conquer through forgiveness, conquer yep. through loving, conquer through serving. So I think, Laura, as we go into this um, season of different ways of celebrating Christmas, Let's go back to number one, as you're getting, as you're getting fatigued, right? You're just getting fatigued from this past year. Um, it's okay to be tired and it's okay to sit back and just refocus on what have you declared to be true about me? Number one, nothing is going to separate me from your love. Amen. Father. And, and as I sat back and I remember that it's the love that was demonstrated from leaving heaven to come down to earth that sacrificial love, that same modeling, I can do that in my own life. And as I surrender to to you, Holy Spirit, and you let and I allow you to start to flow through me, I'm going to have what I need to, uh, the fruit of the Spirit. I'm going to have what I need to be able to more than conquer the feelings of insecurity and anger and irritation and despair. I have more than I need if I'm tapping into the source of love, which is Amen. that little man in a manger, right? That's right. The conqueror That's right. who came. That's right. Amen. Amen. Well, we are so grateful that you have gone through this armor of God study with us and really grateful for this opportunity to celebrate uh, the birth of the conqueror, right? The more than a conqueror. One of the things that we have to remember as we talk about the fact that we're from a different kingdom and that we follow Jesus, uh, the conqueror, and he's called us more than conquerors really means that regardless of how we're feeling, we are coming at everything every day from position of victory. So as this is a different uh, season for us, we just will be praying for you. Wanted to uh, thank you so much for the gift of being a part of this uh, podcast with us. Thank you for your support and your prayers. Um, we love you guys, and we just pray that you have a, a blessed season as we all find new ways to serve to put that armor on and to live out what it looks like to be more than a conqueror in a very, very different uh, Christmas season. So we will be with you again uh, in 2021 in January. Looking forward to all that God has for us then. Um, but for now, God happy bless new, you. Happy New Year. <laughs> Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for being a part. Thank you, guys. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.